Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, September 21st, 2023. And today we officially announce the beginning of the 2024 presidential campaign. Why today? Well, it's first day of autumn and the competition is heating up. Now, you know, I've ignored most of the polling up to this point, but we're going to start to get into that a little bit tonight as well. And now we are going to ramp up our political coverage. So I'm going to do this in a final thought. I mean, why you should hang with us. And there are a number of reasons as the uh, corporate media falls apart um, and is so ideologically divided that you'll never get the truth from these people. So if you're interested in the 24 presidential race, and you should be, because the fate of the nation is pretty much in the balance then keep it here. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. We'll begin with Donald Trump. Now, I know Donald Trump well. I wrote a book on him, The United States of Trump. If you care about knowing who the man is, that's the book for you. All right. But I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not in business to bolster him. Okay? When he calls me, 
and I never call him. If he asks me a question, I answer honestly about policy, about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, whatever it may be. And I've always done that for 30 years. I've known a man 30 years. But I don't intrude. People write me letters, well, wow, you should tell Trump this. You tell. I don't tell him anything unless he asks me. All right, then I'll give him my opinion. Bill Clinton asked me questions. Barack Obama asked me questions. Hillary did. <laughs> Hillary Clinton did. But most politicians do. All right, they know I know what I'm talking about. And I'll give them an honest answer. So today in the Wall Street Journal, which is a very good newspaper, generally speaking, and it leans left in its news pages, but the uh, editorial pages lean right. But the most important thing about the Wall Street Journal that you should know is it backs up what it says with facts, except today. So the lead editorial mocks Donald Trump for not showing up again to a debate, which will be held next Wednesday uh, in California. So it says, quote, this is the editorial from the journal. Why is Mr. Trump afraid to confront other Republicans without the aid of a teleprompter? Is he worried he'd look his age at 77 next to the younger candidates? To state the obvious, Mr. Trump is running to be president and the leader of the free world. Voters deserve to hear him defend his record and his platform, unquote. Well, this is ridiculous. That, that's so absurd, I can't even... Trump does interviews with everybody. Okay, Megyn Kelly here. He's on Newsmax. He's on Fox. He's doing a CNN town hall. Come on. Come on. We don't know what his positions are. We know what his positions are. Trump can't shut up. I mean... It's ridiculous. What the Wall Street Journal really wants is for Trump not to run. They don't want him running. And it's not ideological or policy-based. The Wall Street Journal editorial page doesn't think Trump can win. They think the same thing's going to happen that happened in 2020, that the hate Trump movement will overwhelm policy. And it could be right, but be honest about it. Be honest about it. Just say that. Because this stuff about, oh, is he afraid? The teleprompter. Trump goes off the teleprompter every second. It's so absurd. And when I read this, I went, what? I felt like I was uh, reading a satirical journal, The Onion. Trump would be crazy with almost a 50-point national lead in the polling to walk into a debate where Chris Christie would smear him the entire time Christie got to talk. Now, I don't believe most of the other Republican candidates would do that, but certainly they've got to hurt him. The only way they can win is if Trump either drops out or he gets massacred in a television exhibition. So why would you do that? Nothing to gain for Trump? What, what do you get? Look, if you watch the debate in 2016, Trump destroyed Jeb Bush and everybody else. Cruz, uh, he destroyed them. He's afraid? Wall Street Journal's like, oh, is he afraid to confront other Republicans? What, are you kidding me? This is so absurd. What I read, I am respectful of other people's opinions sincerely held, but this isn't sincere. The Wall Street Journal agenda is they don't want Trump to get the nomination. Say it. 
It's okay. That's your editorial position. We don't want Donald Trump to run. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. But don't give me this garbage. All right. So there's an Emerson College poll. Emerson, ah, Boston Place. Um, just out. 1,125 registered voters, uh, Democrat 37, Republican 36, Independent 28. Once again, I will tell you this time last year, all the polls were skewed to the Democrats. We screamed about it, and now they're all fair. Thank you. I'll take credit for it. All right. So it's uh, among the candidates. Who do you favor if you are a Republican? Donald Trump, 59 percent. Ron DeSantis, 12 percent. Ramaswamy, seven, Christie, five, Pence, five, Haley, three, Scott, two, uh, Burgum, one. He's the governor of North Dakota, uh, North Dakota. So you can see, I mean, come on. He's got a 47-point lead in this Emerson poll. Um, so, you know, even me, I'm a blabbermouth. Okay, you know that. But I, I like to think what I'm blabbing about helps people. But I wouldn't do this today. And I'm not afraid of any of those people. Okay, I can wipe them off the face of the earth if I want to verbally. And Trump could too. And that's a memo. Biden's schedule, he meets with uh, Zelensky, wants more, more, more. Uh, there was a song, a disco song, more, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? That's what Zelensky's singing in his meetings with uh, Biden. Give me more. I want more, 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 more. And Americans are getting a little fed up with it. I understand that. Um, my position is you got to stop Putin here, um, but I think there should be an audit, a NATO audit in Kiev, watching the money and the arms that go in. Ukraine's a corrupt country, always has been. But you got to stop Putin. And then uh, at, uh, tonight at 825, which is late, late for Biden, he's usually in his jammies at that time, uh, he's really remarks at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute Gala. Okay, this in Virginia, I think. I don't know where it is. It's, near, it's in Washington or Virginia, one of the two. Muy bien. Uh, have a great time uh, at the uh, gala. Okay. So on Wednesday, I think we did the best analysis of the Merrick Garland uh, testimony in front of the House Oversight Committee about Hunter Biden and other things. I think we nailed it. If you missed it, I feel bad. I do. And again, you got to get into the flow. If you're not a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member, you got to do that if you really want to be informed. Because all of my commentary about Garland is there and you can access it. You can watch it, listen to it, or get a free transcript of it if you are a member in BillOReilly.com. So anyway, uh, the White House did not like this at all. All right. And they issued a statement, quote, don't be fooled. They that's the MAGA Republicans, want to distract you from the reality that their own chaos and inability to govern is going to shut down a government in a matter of days, hurting our economy, national security, and jeopardizing everything from true pay to fighting fentanyl, unquote. I love this. Fighting fentanyl? You opened the border, you people. Fighting fentanyl? You have no plan to fight anything. It's just unbelievable. But anyway, why does it not like that? Merrick Garland, because Garland came off, as I said, like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. Ridiculous. So maybe an hour or half an hour after Garland finished testifying, we had an interview with Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican from Wisconsin. 
We taped it because I wanted to get it right after. So everything was in the senator's head. Roll a tape. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hollywood is under siege, covertly compromised by a global adversary. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream to the world is now making nightmares a reality. The American way of life is being censored by the Chinese Communist Party. Some films have scenes completely altered. Other films have lost their funding or been canceled altogether. Some actors have been banned from China for supporting human rights. Hollywood Takeover is a documentary brought to you by the Epoch Times, revealing how the CCP has infiltrated major movie studios. Join Chris Fenton, a former Hollywood executive, and Tiffany Meyer, an investigative news reporter, through their journey in exposing how the film industry gradually lost its integrity on its path to profits. Don't miss the most important documentary ever made about Hollywood. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free on HollywoodTakeover.com slash Bill. That's HollywoodTakeover.com slash B-I-L-L. Senator, thanks for coming back. You know, a lot of people won't. They get one dose of me and they go, never again. But here you are for a return appearance. Uh, I wanted to get your feeling about Attorney General Garland's testimony in front of the House committee yesterday. How did you process that? Well, listen, these witnesses know how to evade, uh, not not provide the full truth. And, you know, the fact of the matter, I think uh, Merrick Garland uh, just by and large was willfully ignorant. Uh, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that he knew nothing. Um, and the more you learn about this investigation prosecution, it's just corrupt. And they're all kind of pointing fingers around each other that uh, – you know, they had the authority. They didn't have authority. You know, Weiss might have had the authority, but he did not have the resources. And it's kind of almost a game of whack-a-mole. You know, well, well I needed help out of California. Uh, I needed help out of D.C. But, well, he had the authority potentially charged, but he didn't have the resources to send from Delaware to do the prosecution in California and D.C. So it's just one great big runaround. And I think it was a purposeful runaround. They didn't want to prosecute Hunter Biden. And this is the way they, they thought they could evade doing so and just kind of keep blaming somebody else for not being able to do it. Well, the kicker of the whole thing was that Merrick Garland, um, at the end, had to review the plea deal that the judge threw out. He had to see, and he's a former judge, this absurd clause in the plea deal that said, well, federal government can never charge Hunter Biden with anything ever again, no matter what he does. 
And so for him, Garland, to say that, oh, I didn't have anything to do with it, I didn't intrude, he had to see that. Um, and that angered me because I thought that that was deceptive, that, that Garland, I have said this, he willfully, as you put it, didn't want to know anything, but at the end he knew the fix was in, and he's being deceptive, and he's throwing Weiss under the bus. That's how I see it. Yeah, I'm not sure he had to see it. I know Weiss did. You know, Weiss was over ultimately responsible for on a what case was this big, though, Senator. You uh, don't you, think the yeah, Attorney General so. of the United States is going to know what the president's son is going to be charged with? Come yeah. on, he has to know. Again, again, you you would you would think so. I, I I agree with that assessment. But Weiss certainly was in charge of it. You know, he's responsible for that sleazy plea agreement. And then what Merrick Garland for sure was responsible for was appointing the least independent human being on planet Earth to be the special counsel. Yeah. And if there's one if there's one requirement of a special counsel, it needs to be independent. David Weiss was not independent. He, he's the guy that allowed the statute of limitations to run to out run on and all serious tax right. charges. And that's just another facet. But here's another deception by the attorney general. Estrada in California, U.S. attorney, Graves in D.C., U.S. attorney, wouldn't cooperate with David Weiss. They just wouldn't partner up with him. Garland could have ordered them to do it, and he did not. He, he could have, and we also had an FBI, FBI whistleblower saying that Weiss's office didn't have the resources to do a proper investigation. I always assume that whistleblower was talking about resources in the Delaware office. This may have been expanded to the fact that he didn't have access to the resources in California and D.C., to actually do the prosecution. Again, it's just a great big finger-pointing exercise, and I think it's a purposeful finger-pointing exercise so they could all evade the responsibility of doing their job and actually instituting equal justice under the law. And, and that's corruption. You know, you know, obvious tax That's evader. corruption. There's no doubt about it. Now, right. do you believe, based upon your Persian Senate, that Joe Biden, the president, is going to be hurt down the road by this Hunter Biden situation. Do you think there is more to come? I think so. The you know the, the key piece of evidence we need now are the the personal bank records. Uh, I appreciate the fact the House I think is finally going to subpoena those because we, we you know Senator Grassley and I showed the millions of dollars that transferred uh, you know into this labyrinth of uh, shell companies you know set up to money launder. Let's let's be free or be frank about it, but we've seen the money coming in. We need to see the money going out. Now, the House has already seen money going out to how many family members? Right. And what, what, what do these people do to get all this money? Nothing. They, they're selling influence. Again, this is a grift, but we need to see and we need to untangle the money transfer from the Hunter Biden accounts where he said, you know, Pop is taking 50% of his income. Well, we, we need to see those financial transactions to, to really get the hard evidence uh, on Joe Biden. But again, it's just obvious that this is a grift. This is corrupt. OK, but the Biden administration is going to litigate that. They're not going to give up the president's financial records. They're just not. Well, it's one of the reasons the, the House has an impeachment inquiry is It'll to get the authority to cause do the it, courts right. to adjudicate this more rapidly. And it gives the House a, a much stronger position to demand those records. Now, the polls show that most Americans do believe that uh, Joe Biden sold influence to benefit his family. And, uh, you know, about 43 percent of Democrats believe that. If you 
had to predict today, and I'm making you do it, how is this going to turn out? I, you're a Trump guy, so I assume you feel that he's going to get the Republican nomination, right? Yeah, it sure, sure indicates that, yeah. Okay. On the Democratic side, you're seeing cracks from the Washington Post, the New York Times, on liberal television. Uh, Pelosi won't answer about Kamala Harris. You're seeing cracks. I don't think Biden's going to make it. I don't, I don't think he's going to be, I think he'll resign. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I think there's almost zero chance that he'll be their presidential nominee. They're going to prevent a real primary from occurring so that the party bosses can select the you know person they think has best chance of beating whoever the Republican candidate is. And at this point, it sure seems like it'll be President Trump. So they'll hold that out to the convention. They'll have a brokered convention. You know, that could be interesting. There'll be a number of ambitious people that are going to want that. But in the end, the party bosses will decide who will be the candidate, just like they did for Joe Biden. Right. You know, back in um, I know Amy Klobuchar, uh, your um, colleague in the Senate, Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Newsom will be in the mix. Anybody other other names that you're hearing? Well, we've heard Michelle Obama. Right, but uh, that's the, more of a. Who knows? They, they will pick. They will pick the person that you know cannot be vetted fast enough. Uh, that is going to, you know, hopefully from their standpoint, just skate in the presidency. Yeah, but I don't know if Mrs. Obama wants to do it. I, I still can't define her, but she she would be the most powerful. Final question for you. It is said that states like Wisconsin, which is, you know, could go either way. It's a toughly competitive state, Michigan, others are trending against the Democratic Party now because primarily because of economics, because people have to pay more for necessities of life. I think that's going to be a big factor coming up. It will. Uh, but abortion still is a pretty potent uh, factor in the 2022 election. I think it's probably what cost us the gubernatorial race. It certainly cost us the Supreme Court race uh, in April this year. So if the Democrats can trot that out and energize their base, and they only have to energize their base in Madison, Milwaukee, you know, Republicans have to uh, get voters from the entire state. It's a much more difficult challenge. So we need a very strong ground game. You know, spend less on ads, spend a lot more on paid field staff and run a really strong ground game. Yeah, in Wisconsin. Okay. Senator, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for helping us out today. Have a great day. Okay. Now let's get to you. There's a survey uh, floating around. It was taken a few years ago, but I, I want to remind you about it. Lincoln Park Strategies Citizenship Test. Now, the reason I'm doing a segment tonight is Joe Biden still gets 40% job pro approval. And I'm saying to myself, how can anybody with a modicum of common sense and political knowledge support this man in the White House? It's insane. All right. So 41,000 respondents on this study. And the key question was, um, they gave him like a quiz, like a history quiz. The takeaway is, that citizen exam grades for respondents under the age of 45, younger Americans, 2% got an A, 73% got an F. They couldn't answer any questions. If you answered one, you got a D. Couldn't answer any. Now, this does not surprise me, all right? And it's why I wrote the killing books. So we're killing the witches coming out Tuesday. That takes us back to the Mayflower. I put you on the Mayflower to the start of this country. 
in that voyage, 66 days voyage. All right. And then we go into the witch thing in Salem, the trials. And then we go into how that influenced the Constitutional Convention. That sounds dull. It's not. The brawls are fighting about religion. And a lot of it had to do with the Salem situation. And then we get to demonic possession at the end of the book. But anyway, you read Killing Witches and all the others through. Okay? So Killing England, Revolutionary War, Killing Lincoln, Civil War, on and on and on and on up to the present day. Killing the killers. Present day. You'll know your history. And it's fun to read them. But these people, these people, our country men and women, they don't care. They don't care. They don't know anything. You see it. You know, I did that Waters World thing on the factor, and, and I sent them out to have and Nobody who's crazy. He's continued it, Jesse Waters. And it, but it's instructive. People don't know anything. Uh, another survey about your rights. So it found uh, that a lot of um, Americans have no idea what their rights are. Only 66%, two-thirds of us, could name all three branches of government. 17% couldn't name one. So you got judicial, right? That's the Supreme Court. You got legislative, that's Congress. And you've got executive, that's the president. Not hard? No. But it's not fun. Not fun. So these kids in school, if they even try to teach them, they don't know. All right, migration. So Venezuela is a terrible country. Even when I was there before, it really fell apart. It was a terrible country. Violent, drugs everywhere, uh, socialist government, poverty is unbelievable. So a lot of them are trying to, a lot of Venezuelans try to come to the United States, including Major League Baseball, which is dominated by Venezuelans. But they're here legally. So Biden administration, through Alejandro Mayorkas, Homeland Security Secretary, says, hey, we're going to give 500,000 Venezuelans, half a million, who are here, many of them illegally, working papers, right away. And we've already given another 250,000 working pay. That's 750,000 Venezuelans. And once you get those working papers, you're here. You're never going to be deported. That's it. You're here. Okay, so this is the this is project. So the uh, Mayorkas issues a statement. It says the promise of accelerated work permits does not apply to people who cross the border illegally and seek asylum who by law must wait for six months to receive work permits. I mean, come on. Nobody's enforcing anything down there. No one. And what do you think is going to happen in Caracas when they, when they find out that 500,000 of their relatives are now quasi-American citizens? And then we go to Pennsylvania. So the governor, Josh Shapiro, signs a bill that says when you get a driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. Well, Pennsylvania gives driver's licenses to illegal aliens. You don't have to be a U.S. citizen to get a driver's license. You do to vote. You have to be a U.S. citizen to vote, but not to get a driver's license anywhere. 
So you get the driver's license and you're already registered. All right. Here's what Shapiro says. Go. I fundamentally believe no matter who you're going to vote for or what your particular viewpoint is, the more engaged our citizenry, the stronger our country, the healthier our democracy. And we took a giant leap forward here in the Commonwealth today to do just that. What a bunch of bull. Who's going to check? All right. When the migrant who has a license is automatically on the rolls of voting rolls and goes to vote. Who's going to check the citizenship? Who? The poll watchers? No. And most of them won't even go to the poll places. They'll send the ballot in. Who's going to check? Nobody. This is such a ruse. It's such a deceit. People who live in Pennsylvania, you elected the guy. They do the same thing in California. And I'm sure they'll do it in New York and Illinois and all the other liberal states. Oh, yeah, the citizen, that word, citizenry. They want everybody to vote. Oh, they're here. They should vote. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Spring is the perfect time to make smart financial moves like getting life insurance to protect your family. Did you know that 46% of Americans expect to leave behind debt? Policy Genius Life Insurance can cover those debts like mortgages, credit cards, car loans, college costs. In our Smart Life segment, understand that life insurance gets pricier with age and work coverage may fall short. Policy Genius simplifies by comparing quotes from top companies and ensuring unbiased advice. Their award-winning agents are ready to assist. So don't wait. Spring into action and secure your family's future. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes. That's policygenius.com. Sacramento. So they got a homeless problem like every California city because the California cities won't enforce the law. Okay, there are laws that you can't set up tents on public land. Can't. Or private property. So if there's a sidewalk, that sidewalk has been built with taxpayer money, you can't live on it. That's a law. Everywhere. Don't enforce it. So Sacramento has about 9,500 homeless people. It's not a big town. So the, the district attorney for Sacramento County is suing the city 
saying that uh, the city of Sacramento has uh, is not doing enough to remove homeless from the streets, causing a third world squalor for homeless people in a hazardous environment for city residents. That's right. But this guy, Fen Ho, the D.A., he's not saying enforce the law. He wants free housing paid for by the citizens of Sacramento County for these drug addicts and mentally ill people. Yeah, give them a house. Give them an apartment. No. Because you're addicted to drugs, and that's what most of this homeless is, okay? You're not entitled to a free house because you're hooked on heroin. But this is what the progressive left wants. They don't want the law enforced. Oh, it drives me nuts. And we go to San Francisco, right down the interstate from Sacramento. Oh, oh, we got record fentanyl deaths, 84 in August. Probably going to be about 800 to 1,000 fentanyl deaths in San Francisco this year. Well, enforce the law. But the key here is this. When the authorities, law enforcement, and the people who run law enforcement, the governors, the mayors, when they say we're not enforcing the law, you're going to have chaos and no public safety. These drug addicts who are running wild all over the country, and these are the people who are living in the tents, most of them, okay? They don't care whether they die. Nobody in their right mind would take fentanyl unless they don't care if they die. They don't care. They don't care about their own lives. They don't care about your life or their family or their children or their spouses. They just want to get high. Well, how long are we going to put up with that? All of these drug addicted people should be given the opportunity to get clean at taxpayer expense. I'm willing to foot that bill. But if they say no, if they say no, and they break the law, then they should be confined. There. Don't have a right to run wild because you are addicted to narcotics. You don't have the right to a free house. You don't have an, a right to cash, which is what San Francisco gives these drug addicts. Money. Don't have a right to that. That's insane. Got to hold these people accountable. I know it's a disease. I got it. I understand it, okay? But the damage they're doing, these drug addicts, the damage they're doing, you've got to stop it. I've debated Cuomo on this last night, and I mentioned that I went to Singapore to do a paper when I was at the Kennedy School at Harvard, and it's a good paper. Singapore has no homeless problem. They have no drug addiction problem. Drug addicts can't survive there because Singapore has mandatory rehab. You're found with drugs in your body, okay? They give you a little test, 22 months. You go away for rehabilitation. You're gone. No market. And then if you're a fentanyl dealer or heroin or opium, they hang you. Right there so everybody could see. No drug problem in Singapore. Smart life. Okay, so I got to go to Boston this weekend, all right? My second home, Boston. I worked many years there. 
on local television and I uh, went to Boston University, got a master's in broadcast journalism, Harvard, as I just mentioned, a master's in public administration. So I'm overeducated and I paid every penny of it, by the way, and it wasn't cheap. Anyway, I got to go up there. Now, I could get on a plane in New York, where I am, and it was 32 minutes from LaGuardia to Logan. I'm driving it. I'm not going on the plane. Obviously, I'm not going because I might not get there. If there's a cloud, if there's wind, if there's a duck, I can't take off. It's easier and probably quicker for me to jump in the car off hours. You can't go, you know, I'm coming back in the middle of the night because the traffic is just insane. Okay. But I I'm, would normally fly if it were eight years ago, but not now. I'm driving it. Now, here are the worst airports, mega airports, the biggest ones in the country. Newark, everybody knows that. You got to go to Newark Airport. My God. Toronto, not an American airport, but a lot of people fly in and out of there. Seattle, Tacoma, SeaTac. Now, that surprised me. SeaTac has always been historically a good airport, not anymore. They were the best. Detroit, Minneapolis, and the Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas. Used to be McCarran International. Now it's Harry Reid. <laughs> I don't even, you know, I might have to go to Vegas for the Super Bowl. I'm it's kind of debating it. But I don't really want to fly at the Harry Reid Airport. I know, it's my fault. This day in history, September 21st, 1996, President Bill Clinton signs the Defense of Marriage Act denying federal recognition of same-sex marriages. Overwhelming vote in the Senate and the House. Here's what the act said that Clinton signed. No state, territory, or possession of the United States or Indian tribe shall be required to give effect to any public act, record, or judicial proceeding of any other state, territory, possession, or tribe respecting a relationship between persons of the same sex that is treated as a marriage under laws of such other than state, territory, possession, or tribe, or right or claim arising from such a relationship. Which means that federally, only a marriage between one man and one woman is recognized. And if Massachusetts or anybody else passes gay marriage, the feds do not recognize that. So if you file a joint income tax, husband and wife, no. Clinton signed that, okay? It's called DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. So that happened 27 years ago, September 21st, 1996. Well, immediately, the ACLU and others sued, and the Supreme Court overturned the act. And the Supreme Court said that uh, same-sex marriage was a fundamental right protected by both due process and equal protection. And that was the end of DOMA. But uh, Clinton signed it. And right now, less than a million gay nuptials have taken place since that Supreme Court decision. That's low. That's low. Okay, lively mail segment and then a very important final thought. We'll be back in a moment. 
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, here is the mail. We begin with Gail Bell, Westland, Michigan. If Hunter and or Jim Biden paid President Biden's bills, how will that show up on the bank statements? The bank statements and financial statements, not just bank, okay, would be analyzed by certified accountants to see if it was a shift. So one year, the Biden, Joe Biden would say, this is how much Jill and I got, and then the next year if it's way up and there's no explanation or check writing is way down, okay, as you point out, that some of this uh, grifting might have been used to pay Joe Biden's bills. So, okay, but then the check writing would go way down. So that's why they want the records. George Bunch, Statesville, North Carolina, do you think President Biden will participate in any debates? No. He's not going to. Why would he? Why would he? Come on. he's um, Jim Revilla, Clovis, California, please answer this bill. You got it, Jim. You got it. You've mentioned that it's possible that Michelle Obama could be anointed the nomination at the DNC. Isn't there specific filing time frames in some states? Only if you want to run the primaries. Michelle Obama's not going to run the primaries. Why would she do that? If there's no, if Biden resigns, then it's chaos, okay? And she'll just show up to the convention if she wants it. And the electors, remember, when you go to the convention, you watch the convention, the great state of Alabama casts its votes for, that's who does it. Even if you win a primary, they don't have to cast a vote for you. So the great state of Alabama casts a vote for Michelle Obama, even though she didn't run any of the primaries. That's the way the system works. Janice Kidd, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Has there ever been a time in our country, Bill, that our government has been more corrupt than it is today? What a good question, Janice. Two times I can point to uh, the expansion west um, with Native Americans and the reservations, U.S. Grants Administration, unbelievably corrupt. Now, Grant himself wasn't, but he didn't provide any oversight. 
okay, until it was too late. That was crazy corruption. And the 1920s, with the bootlegging and the prohibition, oh my God, that was so corrupt. Everybody was on a take. So those two were worse, but we're, we're striving there. We're trying to get there. Now, Scott DeLoder, Crestville, Con- Crestwood, Kentucky. O'Reilly, your talking boy's memo on the death of a little boy from Fennelball was disturbing. I feel your pain and the helplessness that comes with that. If only you were omnipotent, because that's what it's going to take to correct this and many other tragedies in our country. Look, all I can do is show outrage when outrage is deserved. And the death of this one-year-old boy, outrage was more than deserved. And it's very disturbing to me that the good people in the Bronx don't do anything. As I said, it couldn't happen in my town. Everybody be out in the street. Jessica Lilly, West Palm Beach, Florida. Great interview with uh, Vivac. Six-pack Vivac. Okay. Best interview I've seen in years. What do you think of him being Trump's attorney general? Interesting. Got a law degree from Yale. Seems to be a fairly tough guy. Wants order. Yeah, I'd interview him. Young, but it might be the right call. It's interesting, Jessica. Arthur, um, as you said in your appearance in Grand Rapids, Michigan, after the 2012 election, Mitt Romney did not want to win. He was scared to death of winning that election against Obama. You were so right, O'Reilly. Well, Arthur, you got a great memory. I remember the Grand Rapids speech I gave back in 2012. Boy, oh boy, that was, what, 13 years ago? No, that, my math is terrible. 11 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago. I didn't see it. I didn't see Romney wanting to win. David Hoddle, Yukon, Oklahoma. I'm excited about Killing the Witches. I read Killing Patton. And from then on, I purchased and read all the killing books, plus anything else you've written. Your gift for giving the facts and history is very much appreciated. Well, I appreciate you, David, and everybody else. Killing the Witches has an enormous advanced sale, by the way. Um, much better, bigger, I should say, than Killing the Legends. Um, I think people are very hungry to know the real origins of our country. And it's scary as hell, this book. So you want to give some for Halloween? There you go. But David, thank you very much for reading all the Killing books. Okay, so... Um, I announced last night that uh, Tucker Carlson will be interviewing me. That's taking place Monday, early evening in Manhattan. And it's going to be on X Twitter. We're trying to find out when they're going to release that. I don't know yet. But obviously, we'd like it released on Tuesday to correspond with witches coming into the marketplace. But they control it. Not me. I'm the guest. But with the resignation of Rupert Murdoch today, uh, you all heard about that. (laughs) This is going to be some conversation between Carson and O'Reilly. But, um, you know, as soon as we know, put it on a website. I'll tell you on No Spin News uh, and all of that. But I'm looking forward to it. And I have no blanket idea what uh, Carson wants to ask me. I don't do that. I don't say, oh, what are you talking about? Tell me whatever he wants to ask. I'll answer, honestly. Okay, word of the day, no bilge, B-I-L-G-E, no bilge. And 
One last way. We have a couple of front row seats, about, I don't know, 10 for the live show. O'Reilly Rosenberg, WABC, New York State of Mind, Paramount Theater, Huntington, October 27. Talk about a good Halloween kickoff. So they just trotted these right on the stage seats out. Ticketmaster, BillOReilly.com, Paramount Theater, all has it. Take care of you. All right, back with a final thought in a moment. All right, here is the final thought of the day. It's going to be, you're going to be deceived uh, from now until Election Day 2024 uh, to the extent that you've never seen it in your entire life. And how I know that is the corporate leftist media is just gearing up now. They don't want Biden. They want Biden out. It's obvious they want him gone. They don't know what to do. I, there's got to be a plan B. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to find out. But the Corbyn media is going to attack anybody who supports Donald Trump. So that means anybody, all 73 million people who voted for Trump last time around are going to be attacked by the media. Okay, you're this, you're that. And Trump himself, he's inoculated to it at this point. He's inoculated. They try everything they can to get him off the stage. They can't. And the left in this country is very worried that Trump will win the election. So. The amount of deceit is going to be tremendous. We are going to, on a daily basis, expose the deceit, just as I did today with the Wall Street Journal editorial. So if you are not a premium member on BillOReilly.com, I hope you'll consider it. And if you become a concierge member, then you have direct access to me. You can ask me anything you want, and I'll reply usually within 24 hours. And if you have a problem, I will help you solve the problem in your life. And it's all confidential. It's a great, great program. And the kicker is you re-up or sign up for premier or concierge membership, you get a free copy of Killing the Witches. I can't do any better than that. But this, is, this cycle is kicking in now. It's vital for you and your family. So please stay with us. Thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. I'll have a new column on Sunday, and we'll see you again on Monday.